calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. God, it's been a year, guys. A full year. That makes it 27 episodes. 20 episode, 27 episodes, 27 guests. I can't believe it. So many people like don't know listening. I don't know who you are. I just know there's too many listeners that I can count on my fingers, so they're not my friends. Today, I had a very, very important person in my life. It's one of my best friends and also an avid listener of the podcast, Nate Hagenson, hilarious teacher and comedian. He is um. One of our stand-in co-hosts when me and Aaron aren't there for Keanu Rose. And guys, I just, it's a fun episode. It's really just, you're going to have a blast. That's all I'm going to say. And thank you again for being here a whole fucking year. Have fun. Um, and honestly, as someone who likes cock, I was like, this is the most underwhelming thing of my life. <laughs> it's just literally just like a man, just like bald laying, eagle on a rock. Yeah. And you're just like. Oh. Fully flaccid. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> And then, sure enough, we look over, it's the door opens, and my dad walks in in cut-off denim vest and shorts, uh, like cargo shorts, nonetheless. He should have just had, like, a denim cowboy hat to complete the look. Yeah. 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 He's a little gay. My dad's a little gay. He's a little gay. Yeah. He gets goosebumps every time he listens to Christina Aguilera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Your know. Your dad's a little gay. I know. Well, you're going to be nude tomorrow, so that's fun. Yeah, I'm going to go to the nude beach for the first time, so that'll be fun. And where is it again? I didn't know um, there was like a nude beach. It's in uh, Gunnison in New Jersey, so you oh, take nice. like the ferry there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. I, like, cool. Yeah. Have you been before? No. So it'll be really fun. Ooh. But I was like, this is the year I do not want a single tan line. Because like in the years that we've known each other, I've always had the weirdest tan lines. Whether it's like a tank yeah. top I wore, like some stupid necklace I had on one time. Or, um, you've always just like fallen asleep, like yeah. in the park, <laughs> and it was like whatever you wore that day, like it was like for the rest of the summer, <laughs> like that's it. The, I, and then, like, there was one that was like this low swooping one that, like, my tan line went right past my nipples. Oh my and god, so it, just, it, it was just gassy. I feel like I look like like a like Neapolitan ice cream, like my skin was really <sighs> red and then really white and then like darker nipples. It was just, yeah, it was a very odd look. Um, that's horrifying yeah. uh in college you make this about me again in college <laughs> we like i would like pretend like i could tan and i would like hang out with everyone outside and i got like this really awful sunburn and then i would like ended up hooking up with someone that night and i remember being it was like you're right it was like neapolitan ice cream it was just like super fucking white and just like bright ass red yeah and then the chocolate <laughs> if i had a shit later and <laughs> And I remember like taking, like being really like embarrassed, like taking off my clothes and be like, mm, "Sorry, I got sunburned." And I don't think he heard me, and he thought I was talking about like a like a tit zit, and he was like, "Oh, that's fine." And I was like, "Don't talk about my tit zit! Like, how could you, <laughs> how could you miss the sunburn?" And I was just like, "It's just, mm, mm. It's, I hate, I hate it so much." I know. Well, my my two worst ones were, <clears throat> well, there's so there was one two years ago where I was trying to just trying to tan everywhere but I didn't want to get a sunburn on my nipples so I just put suntan lotion on my nipples <laughs> oh. but like I was also sweating and so it just dripped down so instead of just staying right on my nipples themselves I had a like this strange sunburst tan line around them 
for months <laughs> that just would not go away. And no matter how many more times I went back outside, it just kept getting worse because everything else tanned, but not that. <laughs> it was so, it was mortifying. I just like could not take my shirt off anywhere. But I think like the worst one was in high school. I, um, my dad dragged me with a bunch of his friends to a drag race and I was not like, the one that I thought you meant at first. Nope. nope just, you know, indie racing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, fine, if I'm going, we are listening to JLo's new album. And like, I brought it along with like me. Like Jenny on the block. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. that was such a great album. It was so great. It was like, uh, uh, love don't cost a thing or, and just like, uh, play, which was my favorite. <sighs> and so I was like, we're going to listen to the CD over and over the whole way there and the whole way back or I'm not going. And so I was like, sure, fine. Um, but so <laughs> yeah, we your go. Your dad was a little gay. <laughs> maybe a, he he would constantly steal my Moulin Rouge CD so he could listen to um, Lady Marmalade all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He my was a little gay. My dad's a little gay. He's a little gay. Yeah, he gets goosebumps every time he listens to Christina Aguilera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I your know. dad's a little gay. I know. It's it's he. That's what I want me. the title to be: me screaming, "Your dad's a little gay." <laughs> and it's like it's great too because my dad is um, he's a biker, so there's like that. Fun dichotomy is like he has a long mullet, rides mm-hmm. a Harley, loves Christina Aguilera, gets goosebumps when he listens to her. But so we went to this drag race and this place is set up so stupidly because. Seeing your dad listen to Dirty on repeat. <laughs> oh my God, he fucking loves that song. <laughs> but like we go to this drag race and the way it's set up is that it's set up like, I guess like north, south. So the, so when the sun sets, it stays on one side of you instead of going in front of you or behind you. Ah. So. I didn't put on sunblock because I didn't know how long we were going to be there. So the whole right side of my face gets burned, but the left side doesn't. And it gets burned so bad that I blister and I have to go to high school the next day. And I just spent the whole day like sitting, covering my face or like putting my head down. It was so painful. And I was like 16, yeah, 16, 17 at the time. It was so embarrassing. Did anyone say anything? No. Luckily, no. Like, that was, like, the one saving grace was that, like, it was such a big school that I was just, like, one of the hundreds of weirdos just walking by that, you know, some people probably just thought it was, like, acne or something. Oh, yeah. Because it's blistered. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was, I was like, please don't make me go to school. That (laughs) is the one thing that, I've had moments like that, too, where I I was like, please don't make me go to school. Um, And my parents still made me. Like, one time, um, my crush, who I thought, had a crush on me because he accidentally I like walked behind him when they were, we were doing like badminton in PE and he went and fucking went really hard and hit this tooth uh-huh. have that tooth is fake because he hit it and it just like fell into my mouth oh my god yeah and then he like wrote my friend a note to say I'm sorry and I was like ooh Sean likes me and her <laughs> she I remember her face being like mm, no <laughs> no she he just physically hurt you on accident and feels bad um and so we went to the dentist that day and they're like all right we can't do like an implant or whatever for like two or three days and so my mom was like okay cool um you're gonna go to school for those three days and I was like I'm missing half a tooth like please do not make me go to school like I'm missing half a tooth and she was like it'll be fine um it probably was but I was mortified the whole fucking time it's just like if they're yeah, begging like, you, yeah, just like let them stay just home. Just let them there's stay. A, there's a legitimate reason that they yeah. need to stay home that day. You have yeah. half your face in blisters. Yeah. They, they, I wish I could have stayed home that day. Oh, I don't know. Or at least like a month. Just like give me a month to like fully heal all of this before I show my face at school. Yeah, because blisters take a hot second. Yeah, it takes a little while, especially with like, you know, it's like a like a second degree burn on my face or something. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah blister, like a blistering sunburn a second degree. Yeah. I know that's because I've had a lot of them, but damn, are they fun to pop? I yeah, I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't have. I'm really Kayla, glad that I don't have like scars. My producer literally just gagged in her mouth in my <laughs> periphery. You ever had sex with a sunburn or like a blistering sunburn? I, re- I refuse to be touched by anyone if I have a sunburn. I make. I will. I will sleep in a different room. I will sleep in the bathtub if I can. I do not. Yeah, I don't want anyone near me. It is horrifying <laughs> because I am a masochist. I am. I. I. I am like, oh, I got this blistering sunburn, but I'm so horny. And I remember one time I was like, no, I can be on the bottom, and like all of the blisters were on the back. No, like I felt them <laughs> pop, like into. Oh my god! Yeah. I was wearing my um more cowbell T-shirt, and I just felt them like pop into <laughs> oh, it, and no. I was like, oh god! And it was just like stuck, and you have to like pull it off. <laughs> and the guy's mortified. He's like, what just happened? Because he didn't know. I didn't tell him because I yeah. was like hiding them. And I was like, well, you see, the thing is, <laughs> my blisters popped. <laughs> and he was just like, what? Um, but he did make me come that day. And normally he didn't. So 
That is a win. Yeah, it was a win. It was a win. And I did it in a place I wasn't supposed to, so I felt like I was having an affair. And I was like, "Mm, look at me. And I was like, you're not having an affair. They're like, this is totally, like, you're just single. I don't know. Who was your first crush? Cartoon or not cartoon? Um, First crush, probably... Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Everything goes back to Saved by the Bell. Yeah, well, Saved by the Bell was, I mean, because they had the middle school years, they had the high school years, they had the college years. Yeah, and I was there for all of them. And they played, we were there for all of them, and they would play They had the beach um, season. Oh, shit. They went to Hawaii. With what's-her-face? Oh, uh, uh, Leah Remini. Yes. Oh, man, I was in love with her and didn't realize it. She was the coolest. She was so fucking cool. And then they brought in that, like, the leather jacket chick, and I was like, this girl cannot act. (laughs) You can't just put someone in a leather jacket and be like, mm, she's cool. It's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. Yeah, no, she was she was bullshit. And it was and they they only brought her in because um Tiffany Amber Thiessen and um Elizabeth Oh my god, well, I can't remember her last name. Hurley? Hurley. No, no, no. 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 I know who you're talking about though. Um whatever. I just want to dance or whatever. Yeah, so Jesse, they like wanted to leave the show for the rest of the final season. And so they like added this person why can i remember jesse spano's real name right yeah i can't either i cannot remember jesse because it's always jesse spano i'll listen to this later and just be screaming her name at myself berkeley not Hurley. berkeley yeah elizabeth hurley is from austin powers yep 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 and bedazzled oh yeah oh i really like bedazzled (laughs) and then definitely like informed a lot of my dating choices throughout Mm -hmm. high school in my Mm -hmm. early 20s like Mm -hmm. thank god i found bobby because who knows right (laughs) who knows what dangerous messes were out there because you were like, oh, emotional abuse? Yeah, that's normal. Zach that, did it. Uh, yep. Sign me up. All the time. Sign All me time. up. It's, it's fine. This is hot. Okay, so Zach Morris, do you remember any cartoons? Cartoons. Ninja Turtles. It's such a crush oh, on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were they so were, cute. They were. Um, well, like the, the movie or like the cartoon? Both. I was into the movies. Raphael, <laughs> he was so moody. He was so moody. He was so upset. I like I liked Michelangelo because he was so goofy. He like was very a, goofy. I like a silly guy. Um, other cartoons. I mean, I loved I loved He Man, but mostly because of Shira and her friend Bo. I, you know, yeah, he has that mustache. It's those big, broad strollers, <laughs> uh, shoulders, strollers. Oh my god, I just want him to put a baby in me. Um, you can make that happen. <laughs> could I could print him out? I don't know. No, that has that made no sense. I assumed you meant like print out the baby. <laughs> oh well, there you go. I can just draw it. What did you mean? Great. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to write fanfic later where like Bo and I get married in Etheria and raise a baby together. There is also something like very hot about the name Bo because it's like it's a little white trash, but it's like white trash like uh, with muscles. Yeah, it's got a bit of like a 80s porn star vibe to it. Yeah, like he definitely was like the second string quarterback in Friday Night Lights. Like his heart was in it, but like he just wasn't there yet. Like type of like like vibe. Yeah, I there were too much TV. Same, like that. That I mean, that's what raised me as a kid was TV. Like I also had a crush on Chippendale Rescue Rangers, oh, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, the Gargoyles. Mm-hmm. They were so hot, but like Chippendale, Chippendale did it for me with the, that bomber jacket and the hat, the, well, the whole Indiana Jones vibe he had. And the fucking name is Chippendales. Yeah, like it's literally just like it the men itself. that dance. Right. Like it's like they wanted us to be attracted to them. And like there was part of my brain that thought like I should be attracted to Gadget, the like the the Lady Mouse that like helped them like build everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to be her so bad. She had like that cool jumpsuit that she wore all the time. Oh yeah. She was just the fucking coolest. Oh yeah. It's like I just want to be her and just like make out with Chippendale. That's a weird weld in my <laughs> sexual development. You know, but it starts somewhere, right? Like mine yeah. my big one was um the fox from Robin Hood. Oh my god, yes. Oh he's he was like swarthy. I was yeah, like, what? He's such How? A hunk. Oh God. I can still think about him now and like get a little wet. And be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's happening now. Um I love asking cartoons because it's like a thing people don't want to talk about, but it's like we fucking watch cartoons and like kids yeah. are horny. I wish we would just like acknowledge like how horny you start out. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Everything everything is just fascinating and a little sexy and you don't understand why. And you're just being bar- bombarded with all these hot cartoon characters. Oh, I mean, I humped all of my bed sheets growing up. Like, I had uh, 18 bed sheets. I had such a crush on Mr. T. And so, yeah. I did not see that coming. Yep. And then my Power Rangers street- sheets destroyed. You know, <laughs> it's just, yeah. It was, what, a, what a time to be alive being a child one of the weirdest things i did and this can stay in because it's just weird and gross (laughs) but it's me um i i think this is a thing but when you're younger 
you have crushes on the people that you're around a lot, right? So I had a crush on one of my cousins and I know, <laughs> I know. And it was like there for like a little too long. Like there hit a point where I was like, oh, right, we're first cousins. This can't be a thing. Um, oh God. But we used to like go into their house when we were like in, when we were like visiting like our grandma and first, because I was like one of the only girls, I actually got to sleep in his bed. Oh, I know. And I would, <laughs> teenage mutant ninja turtle, like I was probably six. So like the, it was maybe like three feet tall. And I would, of course, um, hump it. I would hump his teenage mutant ninja turtle and I would pretend it was him. And we'd have full on conversations about like why we loved each other in his bed. Oh, my God. And I, I don't I'm just hoping he, at no point that he actually like walk in on it because um, he was getting something out of his bedroom. Right. But oh yeah, God. I would do these full blown conversations of just like <laughs> us being in a relationship. Be like, no, you have to go pick up the dog. Like it was just like, and I was like seven or six, and it was so embarrassing. Like oh, my whole man. face is red. Um, were you ever attracted to? Your kids? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, but I did have. I do have an older cousin who was. He was really cute, but I was more attracted, obviously, to his friends. <laughs> Like he had, there was this, uh, the boy who actually taught me how to tie my shoes. His name was uh, Jamie. Aww. I was in, I was in kindergarten and I could not tie my shoes to save my life. And he stopped me on the stairs cause he saw that I was like Scrabbling. not able to do it. And he was like, let me show you, I'll do this. And like, he got down and he tied my shoe and I watched him. And from that day I knew how to tie my shoe. But the only thing is I tie my shoes backwards, backwards. cause I, it's, I'm tying it the way I saw, Aww. which is like, so my shoes are constantly untied. But so then um, I had a crush on him all throughout elementary school and then in high school. And we ended up in a math class together because he's kind of a dummy. <laughs> and, and so we were in the same algebra class and our teacher would make us go to the board and just like practice problems. And we would always go up together. And when we did, I'd be like working on mine and he would just rest his head on my shoulder. <gasps> and it was just like, it would just make my heart just like explode. I was just like so in love with him. And I think he knew, but like, yeah. Um, that was adorable. Yeah, that he was also- so sweet. That also reminds me of, so I actually couldn't tie my shoes until third grade. Um, and I, cause I'm a dumbass and I actually can't do the, um, you can't do it. So you tie it around and loop through. I do like the, the, uh, rabbit ears. Yeah. I can't do it the other way. Oh, yeah. um, sorry. I just said, Oh wow. Like a very <laughs> oh, judgmental wow. way. Oh wow. You can't. Um, <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's fine. I, I dexterity kind of, I struggle with sometimes like it took me, I it took a long time for me to learn how to draw a star. Like my parents were like, this is becoming a problem. Yeah. Like I would think I might have been in middle school and they were just like, okay, great. Is my child dumb? Um, and I couldn't like it took it took me so long to learn how to ride a bike that like my parents gave up on me. They're like, you'll figure it out on your own. Um, but so I can never tie my shoe until third grade. So I would use it as a power move. And so I'd make all my boyfriends in first and second grade tie my shoe. Nice. And so it even like my I think the teachers were like all right, she has to stop doing this because I would just get up in the middle of class while the teachers were teaching, walk over to my boyfriend who had a blonde mullet and just be like, like on the table. <laughs> They'd be like, do it. And then he would just be like, beep, 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 and like do it for me. And then I would just like walk back. I also could not read in first grade. So I think I was trying to overcompensate for something. Yeah. Um, Which was my alliteration. But no, no, no. Illiterate. Literation. Illiteracy. Illiteracy. Yeah. Alliteration is a different thing. I'm still illiterate is where we're at right now. <laughs> there just hit a point where I was like, I don't like I used to always have to do a lot of t- tutoring with like phonics and stuff. And like if we went like too long, like during summer breaks, like <laughs> there was one time where we came back from summer break and I was like, oh, cool. I can't read again. Like what? Oh, no. What is yeah, what is phonics? Slide. That's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really bad um, and embarrassing. But um. Yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, no, I'm actually dumb. I just have to work, work really, really, really hard at stuff, um, including tying my shoes. <laughs> or you just get people to do it for you, which or is just a great. Or buy like shoes that slip on. You know, why do we shackle ourselves with these laces? I know. It's such a waste of time. Just slip on shoes. Though I get so mad at the kids I nanny when they can't put their slip on shoes. I'm like, this is made for you. <laughs> You get the pl- privilege of fucking slip on and fucking like Velcro. Like, why are you making this so hard? <laughs> I would I would give anything for adult Velcro, Velcro shoes. I feel like it's coming back for real is though. It? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want that so bad. Truly. Oh, this could happen. And light up is becoming a thing again. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of my students have light up shoes and like they're not supposed to, but 
no one's stopping them. Right. Yeah. As long as it's not wheelies, I feel like it's fine. Wheelies I, are just so obnoxious. I saw a he had to been like 13, some 13 year old coming out of like a high rise in the Upper East Side when I was leaving there and leaving my psychiatrist's oh. office, just wheeled right out of his building to a limousine. No. Was, <laughs> like you can't make this shit up sometimes. Yeah, I was like, I gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of here right now. Oh my god, yeah, the Upper I East Side. Shove him over. Um, I want to go wrestling, but I don't know if that goes into sex really. I mean, uh, we could talk about all the wrestlers that I want to have sex with. True, 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 the true. List is, Honestly, endless. Honestly, Ricochet, I know it keeps growing. Cena, um, Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, all of them, just <laughs> line them up. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard through the grapevine, which I don't know how true this is, that Finn Balor is gay, and he did come out as um not come out, but he like no, he did come out with like pride colors like last year. Yeah, he's like he's a very like vocal supporter of like the queer community. I don't know, I don't know like where on the Kinsey scale he falls. I want him to be like fully just like the biggest game out in the world um but i know that he is dating some uh, a woman i don't know her name but like he i think it accidentally slipped on instagram at one point that like one either he or she got tagged in something and they're like well i guess like now it's out that i'm dating this person oh wow so, okay, okay. Know, still holding hope that like maybe he's you know pan or bi where where do you think you fall within the kinsey scale oh fully just like full kinsey six have you ever been attracted to a woman um maybe tiffany Thiessen. yeah i had a big crush on kelly kapowski but I think most yeah. of it was like, I want to be Kelly Kapowski. Like, there's a difference. Yeah. yeah. There was there was a little bit of a gray area. I was, you know, I was so tiny. Did you ever want to see your boobs? I like boobs. Boobs are great. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay, okay boobs okay. are great. Boobs are great. Yeah. I love boobs. Yeah. I remember just being, yeah, fascinated by boobs as a kid. Because, um, like, we also, like, uh, were very, my family was very open about sex as when I was a kid. Really? Like, um, I would not have expected that. Yeah. Because, like, like, they they also had me when they were really young. They had me when they were 20. And so, like, they were, you know, young 20-somethings with a small child. And they're like, well, we don't, know, we don't know what to do. We're still horny 20-somethings. Yeah. So they were just always very, like, open and honest about sex. I remember watching um, Booty Call with them <laughs> and learning that, like, uh, lambs, <laughs> lambskin condoms are less effective against STDs and uh, unwanted pregnancy than latex condoms. Why is that? Uh, just the way that the, the material, they, uh, lambskin condoms uh, tear more easily. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so okay. learned that from booty call with my parents. Wow. So you yeah. have a latex allergy. You're just like thoroughly fucked like every like which way. Well, you can also, I think there was another scene in the movie where um they use saran wrap also to like help double down on it to, to be extra safe. I do you feel like I vaguely remember that scene? I remember, I think I just remember thinking like, oh, saran wrap is a uh, protection. Yeah. I remember watching him like wrap it and I was like, he's going to be so sweaty. <laughs> and you're like, yes, he will be so sweaty. He's gonna be so sweaty. It's gonna be so hot. The saran wrap reminded me, of, like, do you remember like the stupid things you'd hear that, like, allegedly, like your like your uh your uh, fellow students did for protection? Like, I remember someone told me that this couple, uh, because they were really fucking horny but forgot condoms, used a Ziploc bag. And I, oh I remember being like 14, being like, no. Yeah, there's no way. No, there's no way. No, that's. Where there's a will, there's a way, and teenagers will just find a way. Well, you know? like at that point, you know, it just like just pull out. Like you're yeah, already you're already on the like how, like I don't know let yeah. let. Or just like do something else together. It doesn't always have to be penetrative sex, which like exactly. You know, there's plenty of things to do. Well, that's what's crazy. It's like if if we only like taught kids that like there is more than one type of sex, right? And that there's other ways to be safe and still um come. Uh, and there's other people to be attracted to besides people of the opposite gender. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, sex education has been destroyed in this country. Oh, yeah. So. I can't I cannot remember the exact number. But Danny Faith Leonard told me that I think it was like only 28 or 24 states have it um, and only like eight states uh, ban abstinence only. Yeah, so you can have sex ed in one of those states, but it's actually just like abstinence only. Yeah, which is bullshit. Like, oh, it's 100%. such bullshit. Yeah. Um. This I was watching this clip of this uh this really funny comedian Mary Beth Brown. She was talking about like sex ed in a Catholic school, and she was like, "Yeah, it's like being like coming up to driving school, and they and then being like, don't drive. And they're like, no, 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 but we want to do it responsibly. And they're like, cool, 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 don't drive. And even when we get your license, like, still don't drive." And I was like, that's very accurate. It's just like, it's just like the logic behind it. And I know I'm preaching to the choir in this fucking studio right now, but it's just like, it gets me so fucking angry. Right. It's infuriating. Like, I am I feel lucky we had, we had pretty good sex ed in Iowa to the point where like, um, 
like we had it in elementary school and then in junior high our uh, English teacher Mrs. Bakehouse taught it and we were snooping in her storage room and she taught uh, sex ed to high school mm-hmm. and inside one of her it looked like a camera bag just a black camera bag and we opened it up and inside was the biggest dildo I've ever seen oh my god and she used it to demonstrate how to how to effectively put condoms on oh and so we god. just like <laughs> we just, you know we were like 12 13 and we were just running around a classroom playing with it so that was super oh fun my god. <laughs> also that reminded me when you talked about your dad's um playboy uh did you ever look at a playboy meant for women I found playgirls in the in our um Oh right, playgirls. Our, yeah, I found I found some in our bathroom cabinet just before we moved to uh Houston and I wanted to steal them so bad. I was like I know where they are. I'm going to come back. I'm going to get them. They were like tucked behind some towels. And so I was like they're not going to surely these have been here forever. They were they they look like they came out in like 1993. Everyone has like feathered hair and uh we're just like so hot. And so I was like I'm going to come back down and I'm going to get these. And I guess someone, one of my parents, I don't know whose they were. They could have been either's. But I came back down to the bathroom and I guess they knew that I had moved stuff around and they had taken them. And I was so pissed. I wanted them so bad. Who do you think owned those playgirls? I want to believe it was my dad. I want to believe that they were his. You know, I want, I want like, part of me really wants my dad to be just a little queer, you know? Because honestly, like, so I, it was like a thing to do in high school is to be like, oh, like, like, like let's go look at like playgirls. Um, and honestly, as someone who likes cock, I was like, this is the most underwhelming thing of my life. <laughs> it's just literally just like a man, just like bald eagle out. on a rock. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't uh, fully know. flaccid, just like, <laughs> it's, it's not sexy. <laughs> it's really not. You're just yeah. like, oh, okay, I can't. But yeah, I, Jason eventually in high school bought me. A couple that were like decent ones. They were they were military themed, and Ooh, okay, I hid them okay. under my mattress for a really long time. So that was nice. <laughs> oh man, did you ever have like any type of like sex toy when you were like living with your parents that you had to hide? Um, no, I no, because um, there's like a, there was also in Texas there's like a weird ban on realistic dildos. I don't know if it's still a thing, but it, what? Yeah, I don't know if it's still a thing, but it was a thing at least when I was still in high school. Like you couldn't buy one in Houston. Um, it was so bizarre. And I was like, that's all I want. Like, I just want one that looks like the real thing. Yeah. And so I would like go to sex stores with like friends or with boyfriends and like hope to find one and just never could. I I just I don't understand why. Like, even if you get one that's not real realistic, you're still gonna like shove it up holes, you know? And right. like or as a lady, well, I guess if we were a vibrator, just like rest it on your clit and like let it do its magic. Yeah. Yeah, it's so what it's like it how matter? like on campus campuses you can't have like uh real dildos, but you can have a gun. Like there was there were like do you remember those student protests like last year or the year before? There were um there was like um open carry was happening on campus, but at the same time students were banned from having dildos and sex toys on campus. So they were um bringing them. There was one um I don't know how many schools, but I know of at least one where they bought like thousands of them and just like gave them out to students for free. Oh my god. Which was just amazing. I think they gave up they gave in one day they gave a thousand, but they gave over five thousand altogether. Oh my god. Which was so cool. I had no clue. Yeah. Yeah. College life is nuts. But I thought I was like th- those were like the most badass kids I think I've ever heard of. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow, I had no clue about that. I mean the only reason I didn't bring my vibrator was because my parents were like helping me move into my college dorm and I was just like I that was the one box that they would open, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like how do you explain that to them? And then and then it's like where do you hide it from your roommate when you're like live in a room that's literally the size of this studio? Like you can't I was addicted to masturbating while I was in college though with a roommate like in my freshman year and it was horrifying <laughs> and i'm pretty sure he, she caught me once and then i was just like i don't care like whatever yeah yeah everybody everybody does it don't be don't be ashamed I can't believe you can't have dildos in college yeah it's crazy i'm furious like where is that change.org petition like i would, I, I'll I would sign, sign it right it. now i yeah. actually don't have any dildos because i find them um that's not true i have one i just i'd rather just get the job done with the vibrator <laughs> Better clit stimulation, but I understand why people love dildos, and let alone one that looks like a real fucking penis. I would love if they sold like flaccid dildos. I think to- they do. They do. 
They do? Yeah, they sell there's there's flaccid ones, yeah. Oh. Especially for like um if you get like a real doll. I've looked into this. If you <laughs> if you <laughs> I like at first you try to pretend like you didn't know and then you're like, you know what? No, I've looked into this. I, I've looked into this. I was because it happened after I saw Lars and the Real Girl, and I was like, Well now I now I want to know like can I get a real doll for you know yeah. for, for my needs. And um <laughs> and they do, needs. they sell like um different penile attachments that like are various sizes, various levels of being erect, uh whether it has foreskin or not. You can decide like how much, um, yeah, just, just, wow. Yeah. So like, if you want to flash the one that you can just like hang out with, cause you don't want to take the real doll that has a boner everywhere around with you. Yeah. Cause I feel like that would like, uh, raise some questions yeah. from passerbys with right. one with a flaccid, maybe not so many. Yeah. I just, you know, you want to be polite. Yeah. yeah. You don't want like in people's faces, like it's in people's faces, but not like in people's faces. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But I do find that too much work that I'd have to like change out the size of the penis whenever I wanted. Which is just <laughs> a thought to myself, honestly. That was for no one else but myself. You know, just put that in for when I want a doll. I guess like let's just go right into like if you can think of anything off the top of your head, like super awkward sexually. Oh, I think probably the most awkward thing was um when I like inadvertently came out, uh, not by choice. Um, was, inadvertently so i um i was i must have been 16 i just turned 16 and i had started dating this guy at school michael and michael had brought a friend over to my house uh one weekend to just watch tv and the friend's name was jason um and i was just smitten with jason i thought he was just the coolest guy even though he was not mm -hmm. he like loves i mean i now love dungeons and dragons but like he was like a quintal <laughs> quintessential just like super nerd like it wasn't cool yet it wasn't cool yet it was still like all oh, right this is your thing Aww. yeah but um but i just was just fascinated by him he was like in college and he just like was like really sweet and cool and so i invited him a few days later to come back to my house just by himself uh to watch sleepy hollow on vhs because at the time we were still doing VHSs. It was 2001. Oh, yeah. They were still around. Yeah. It was like uh, an exciting thing to do. And I was like, this will be like just a casual hang. It's totally, totally nothing out of the ordinary. But sure enough, like he came over. We're in my room and we don't get 20 minutes into it. And he like invites me over to like spoon him on my bed. And that quickly transitions to clothes just going everywhere. Ooh. And so then watching the movie and my youngest sister throws the door open and I jump up and I'm just like sitting there like totally fine. It's no big deal. And she's like, oh, we're going to go to the store and get some snacks. Do you need anything? And I was like, nope, we're good. We're cool. Shut the door. Bye. And she left. I was like, maybe she just like doesn't understand what's happening and uh, not, not going to say anything. So then instead of doing the smart thing, which is get off of this bed and go sit on the couch and just chill out for a little bit. I just go right back to doing what we were doing. Uh -huh. And uh, they weren't going to get snacks. This was just my sister was just in shock when she said it. And within moments, the door flies open again. And, you know, me and Jason are doing various things. And uh, my mom just walks in and I jumped up again. And I don't know what to say. Everyone's speechless. Sleepy Hollow is just playing loudly in the background. <laughs> and you can hear like the horse screaming. And I'm like, this is too much. Um, <laughs> and my mom just goes if I see that again your friend's gonna have to leave and I didn't know what to say because like my brain I'm just like well then shut the door so I just said okay which was mm -hmm. the worst thing to say because then um, it just confirmed everything that she just saw and so she's like nope get out he's got to get out right now you've got to go you have to leave and so she like kicked him out of the house and then as punishment she was like you need to come and sit in the living room and watch Joe Dirt with us. Oh my God. And they had just started it. No! <laughs> so I sat in the middle of the living room, just like in a full panic, just like watching David Spade for like a good 90 minutes with my family, uh, moments after being caught having sex with someone. Oh my God. Yeah. It oh was, my God. It was the worst. So yeah, that, I think that was probably the most awkward thing that's ever happened. Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> to end with Joe Dirt with your family, like post boner. Yeah, yeah. I would assume. There's, there's no bigger boner killer than putting on Joe Dirt. The worst part for like the for me for that story was to remind to be remembered that I like genuinely liked that movie for a long time. Like sincerely. <laughs> it has its moments. There are moments. I'm not gonna fully. <laughs> no, is there? <laughs> 
No, no, there's not. <laughs> when like the dog's balls get frozen to oh the. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Block that out. Oh, as you should. <laughs> I also watched that in the middle of my parents, but like, um, out of choice. Like right. I was like, yes, my Saturday night. <laughs> um, which is so it's so true. Um, so what do you like? Did your sister ever explain like why she opened the door in the first place? Was she just like, I heard wrestling and I wanted to know? It was. It was like we had no boundaries. Like. As kids, we just, like, walked in and out of each other's rooms all the time. And so I should have, like, locked the door at least. But I just assumed no one's going to come in here. They're watching their own movie. They don't want to come in here. Yeah. So I should have just locked the door that day. Were they ever weird about you having, like, guy friends over after that? Or was it just kind of, like, ignored? Like, it just, like, never happened? So it was a little bit of – it was a couple things. So the very next day, um, my mom told me on our way to go somewhere. Um, She, like, stopped me in the hallway. And she was like, I never want to talk about this again. Wow. And so I was like, and I was just like instantly mad. So I was like, yeah, me neither. Never want to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. And then we froze each other out for years. Like we just like stopped talking to each other. And if we did, we were really mean and nasty to each other. Wow. Um, but then after that, um, it wasn't so much that they were weird about me having guy friends. I became weird about it. And so I was like, I'm just never having people in the house again. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just go hang out at my friend's house. Um, I eventually started dating Jason. And when I did like, I would tell my parents that, like, oh, my friend Amanda, her older brother's picking me up in his car. And I would just, like, go down the block and get in his car and go ride with him and, you know, go on dates, which would include going to the mall and going to the bookstore so he could look at D&D books, which was <laughs> his idea of a date. You were like, great. Yeah, this probably is so a, fun. Probably at uh, fucking Borders because it still existed back yep. then, too. Borders or B. Dalton's. That's where we Oh, went. my God. B. Dalton's. Yeah, B. Dalton's was the best. And also for people listening, this also happened to you pre-Glee and in iowa right i had um yeah i mean i just moved to texas at the time oh just moved to texas yeah but i mean i knew even back in when i when i first realized i was gay uh when i was 13 that i was like i could never talk about this with my family Mm. because i turned 13 a few months before matthew shepherd was murdered in october of 1998 yeah and i i realized it like shortly after that um because i'd always like known i'd always had crushes on like the red power ranger or some kid from ghost rider i had a crush on when i was like super small or Bo from uh he-man which was like the hunkiest oh the hunkiest yeah but then um when i was 13 i realized i was gay when i found my dad's playboys and i was like looking through them and i was like this is this is nothing for me and i was like why why is this oh my god i'm gay and then i just like ran around the house freaking out i was like i'm gay i'm gay what do i do what do i do i was like and then i just like calm down i was like well this is fine i just know that like i have to get the hell out of this town as quickly as i can mm-hmm. um because i'm not safe here um uh you know we lived in a town called manly iowa which was like i always find just like the most ironic name for a town right. for a little a little baby gay to live in a little gaby and so you know when we moved to houston and when i was 15 it was just like finally i'm free i can find people like and like be safe um but yeah i i didn't plan on coming out to them at all until like I graduated high school and I could be somewhere safe out of the house and then tell them. But yeah, you know, uh, my dad tried to have a sex talk with me when I was 14. I was going on a trip to, to Scandinavia for three weeks. Oh, nice. I was in like a student ambassador program. Aww. It was like really cool. But um, my dad was like, uh, we need to take a drive. And I was like, Oh no, I know exactly what this drive is about. I don't want to get in this car. Cause like at this point I've accepted that I'm gay. I know it. I know I'm not going to tell them. Um, and I don't, I don't need to have this talk because no one's getting pregnant anytime. No one's getting pregnant. Yeah. They're not going to tell you the right things that you need to hear right now. But I was like, you know what? This, we'll just spend some quality time together on a dirt road for 20 minutes. It'll be great. Lon Rouge is just in the background. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, dad, please. This is Lil Kim's part. Can you wait? (laughs) (laughs) Which was the best part. Yeah. My dad is like, you know, I just want you to know that like, if you, if if you're over there and you're having fun, you don't you don't have to have sex with someone. You don't have to have sex with a girl, but if you do, like make sure you get protection. I was like, Dad, it's not gonna happen. It's fine. I'm not gonna have sex with anyone. Promise. I, I have no I have no intention of having sex with any girls on this trip. And like, trying to lie. Like, trying to say it like without saying it. Um, I'll never forget your parents coming to your wedding and oh, cut yeah. off denim. Oh, that was that was so beautiful. Like. <laughs> Bobby and I for months had talked about like I didn't want to invite them in the first place. I was like, we already have a tense relationship as it is. I don't, I don't feel they should come because they aren't. They haven't been directly supportive of my relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
why why should they come? But so Bobby and his mom had convinced me, like, invite them because if you don't, you'll regret it. And this will at least put it on them if they choose not to. So I agreed and I invited them. And of course, they RSVP'd yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when they came up, they first they went to the World Trade Center Memorial the morning of my wedding, uh, which ended up making that the second most depressing part of their day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and then they didn't bother to stop to change after doing this depressing tourist destination. And so my sisters knew what I was wearing. I wore this stunning white suit. Bobby wore this blue suit with these mm-hmm. fan- this, these fantastic blue shoes. You know, this is like, this is this is a wedding. This is an event. Yeah. And my sisters were my bridesmaids. They had beautiful dresses. So like, and my parents know how to conduct themselves. And we- Yeah, they know proper attire to a, a, their fucking son's wedding. Right. Uh, you would, you would, you know, you would assume. And so we had talked for months about like, oh, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, your dad's just not going to show up with in sleeves, LOL. And then sure enough, we look over, it's the door opens and my dad walks in in cut off denim vest and shorts, uh, like cargo shorts, nonetheless. And were were they cargo shorts? In my mind, they were denim too, but that's just because they might have been because I'm so focused on the vest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say. I was so focused on the vest that I just assumed it was all denim. It was like Justin Timberlake, like 40 years later. (laughs) He should have just had like a denim cowboy hat to complete the look. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I just, so my, um, my sister's getting married soon and I don't know for sure if I'm actually invited to this wedding yet. I found out through my great aunt that um, the wedding's happening like next February. Oh, wow. And so I'm just like waiting to see what my dad wears to this one. And like maybe I wear a vest this time. I don't know. I would think you should do the like, like the equivalent, like the gay equivalent of what would be offensive. So it'd be like assless chaps. Like, oh, yeah. It'd just be like as gay as you possibly could. Like a harness. Maybe mm-hmm. a dog collar of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just like super obnoxious. Like maybe even like just blasting. I was going to say me by Taylor Swift, but I know you hate Taylor Swift, <laughs> but that would just be so funny to like walk into that. Would, yeah. Just like bring like a Beats pill and just like play it from <laughs> that. <Yeah. laughs> just like carry it around the whole wedding just on repeat. And then you would object to the wedding uh, because it was heterosexual and you objected to that. I think that'd be good. It'll be great. Are you close to your sister or? No, we used to be, but um, <clears throat> no, we, we haven't been close in years. Not since like, um, like the fallout with my parents at the wedding. Because mm. like I haven't spoken directly to my parents since like a couple days after the wedding. Because my birthday was, my 30th birthday was two days after we got married and nobody reached out to like say like, happy birthday. You're our oldest son. Happy birthday. You know, nothing. So it was like, all right, that's cool. Um, but then, so my sister did reach out to me once in the last year um, at Thanksgiving, and I know I've, I've talked about this at Keanu Rose, Rose before. Oh, was right. I at? Um, I had my my mom and I have not spoken, but so then she sends these random Facebook messages that are clearly copy pasted. They are saying something about like you know some of you. I I won't go into the whole thing with like <laughs> the accent, but it's like very weird. She sends these messages about my grandma's birthday. And it says, she's saying things like, you may or may not know me, um, which is like, I wish I didn't, but like, I do. Yeah, like, please. I obviously do. I obviously do, yes. Like, you should have edited this. But please, Kim, go on. And <laughs> 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 and so it's like saying that she wants, like, everyone to write their favorite memory of my grandmother and send it to her so that she can surprise her on her 75th birthday. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not, like, this is not how you're engaging me after all these years that we haven't spoken um, and yes. I talked to my therapist about it and he just, he'd been pushing me to like talk to my mom. He's like, you should do it. You should talk to her. And I was like, I really don't want to. Yeah. I, I truly hate your therapist. Yeah. I'm going to see him after this. And ah! <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm really not, I'm, I've, I admit I'm not looking forward to seeing him. I feel bad. I need to, I need to fire him. But, um, but I took his advice. Um, and this is why I want to fire him was that, um, I wrote a letter to her. It was very nice. I was like, look, we need to set up boundaries. I, I don't feel like I'm in a place to talk to you. I hope one day that maybe we can be, mm-hmm. but now is not it. And I really hope that you can respect that and just give me space. And it was really respectful. I didn't, I, you know, it didn't say anything mean. And I sent that to her before I was going back down to Houston to like visit friends for Thanksgiving. I put my phone in airplane mode and got on the plane. And when I got off the plane, I had a message back, but it wasn't for my mom. It was for my sister saying that, um, that she was like, hi, Nate, I'm so sorry to, um, 
have to reach out to you like this. But mom's in the hospital. She's been in there for days. We don't know what's wrong with her. Um, it's really scary. You know, uh, I don't want to give you any more information about the her condition unless you ask. But uh, I, I ask that you don't reach out to her anymore because I need to protect her and all this stuff. Um, she's like, I saw her reading. My favorite line was, um, I watched as she read this and I saw the light leave her eyes, which was like, how powerful are my words? Right. You know? Like, <laughs> fuck off like yes. no they did not yeah it was the the, the most insane thing oh my so, god what an enabling little bitch i know so i was like okay like then then i was like well now i have to take a step back because now my sister's doing the same kind of manipulative sort of tactics that my mom does mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so i was like nope i gotta protect myself you know yeah from her now so that is why i so disagree with your therapist because like my therapist is always like you come first not any other like relationship in your life yeah. Like when um my like um my second aunt passed away and I hadn't seen her or that side of the family a long time because of my grandmother because of how fucking psycho she is. And she's so psycho she wasn't invited to the funeral. Wow. And but there was a huge chance of her showing up and I had just started therapy. And I was just like, I can't do this. I can't be attacked by her because I look like my fucking mom and she's got fucking like dementia at this point that's untreated. And then she was like, then you have the choice of not going. She was like, you have to do what's best for you, not for anyone else. Like if your mom wants to go to this funeral, that's fine. If your dad wants to go, that's fine. You do not have to go. And I feel like that's like what your therapist should be saying to you that like this, these people have like really, really hurt you in a lot of ways that like you don't have to put yourself in that position again. Right. He constantly baffles me and I don't know why I haven't, (laughs) haven't just like (laughs) cut ties yet. Well, it's really hard to find a therapist in New York City. It's so hard. Are there major differences like coming from like the Midwest and then from like Houston to New York? Like, can you feel a difference in the culture of like, uh, or the acceptance of just like people's sexualities and like who they are? Oh, a hundred percent. Like, um, more so probably between like the Midwest and here than Houston and here. Houston's really accept a really accepting city. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a wonderful little, like, it's just a wonderful community um, in Texas. And especially, like, if you're inside, like, the inner loop in, like, the Montrose area, like, the gay neighborhood and where, like, Bobby and I used to live, like, it's it's a very it's a very forward city. And I, I love Houston. Um, the Midwest is, it's starting to catch up. Like, I have family members who are, who are showing that they're much more accepting. And I've gotten really close with one of my dad's sisters in the last few years, oh, which cool. is really nice. Yeah. She's, she's really great. Um, so it's, they're getting there slowly, but okay, yeah, I, it, it is like much more comfortable here and, and I feel, you know, safe and fine in Houston. That is true though. When it comes to family, like there are definitely been people in my family, um, just with the show that I would have never expected to have been so cool with it. And then they were, and it was like, oh, cool. Like, great. Yeah, it took, um, a, it took a good, like probably 10 more years, 11 more years before I actually came out to my dad. And um, at that point, I'd already moved moved in with two boyfriends, uh, Bobby being the second one, and I'd moved across country with country with him twice. Wow! And the f- the first time, uh, we we were moving to San Francisco, and I didn't tell my parents that I was moving to like the day before. I want to say, and I was like, "Hey, but guess what? I'm moving uh, with." Uh, my friend Bobby to um <laughs> to San Francisco. My friend. Yeah, my mom knew. Like she, you know, af- especially after like what had happened <laughs> with Joe Dirt. Um, Context clues. Yeah, like she knew. She knew that this was like my boyfriend, but um, but so my dad was like, "Look, you don't, you know, you don't have to move across the country with your roommate." And I was like, "This is my. This is this is him asking me to come out right now. Like I should do this." But I was like, "Yeah, no, I want to." And then I just got up and like walked away and like didn't say anything more. But then so when we moved back to Houston, like a year later, I um, and we were like moving back to or moving up here to to New York. I like put it off, put it off. I was like, I'm not going to tell them. I'm not going to tell them. And so finally, like went to like visit my parents. Uh, like I want to say like the night before, or, like two nights before we were moving. And my mom and my sisters were like, "You got to tell dad. You this isn't fair." To, to him that like you haven't come out to him you're you're moving again with the same person like just be honest with him so i did and it like went fine like it wasn't like we didn't get in a fight or anything like it was just it was just very matter of fact it was like look uh i know that you think bobby's been my roommate this whole time but he's actually my boyfriend we're moving again together um and it was it was fine uh, you know we didn't uh we already didn't have a relationship so it didn't help us like bond any closer or drift mm-hmm. further apart it was just like it is what it is. 
I also like just real quick too. I just want to say, just like to anyone listening that you know maybe hasn't come out to family, you owe your family nothing. Oh, 100%, like I no. hate that they did that to you. Like yeah, that you was did bullshit. not owe them anything. It's whenever you want to because it's a personal fucking decision. Yeah, and obviously they told him. Like, there's no way your mom didn't tell. Like he knew. There's no way he didn't know. Like yeah, you know all of like the you know the the sleepovers I had growing up with yeah. like various friends and you know all the all of the various. Uh, boys my age and men much older than me picking me up at the house and being like, oh, that's my friend's dad picking me up, but it's clearly not their dad. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, having to explain like why uh, my dad's, uh, my friend's dad was dropping me off in the morning sometimes. It was just like, oh, I stayed over at Amanda's house. Well, that's not Amanda's dad. I don't know what to tell you. And it's Amanda's <laughs> dad's friend. friend. Yeah, that lied. Uh, you know, it it only works so far, but it also it also works because they only want to know as much as 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 they want to mm-hmm. you know and so i have that's something i also you know reconcile with it was like they they understood and like it, it i just like lived as i did yes yeah. um but yeah i look back at that and like and it, it is bullshit that they made me um co- come out to him because like i had i had i had thought about it and like i i think i don't know i want to say that like maybe bobby had suggested i do it too because like he was also offended that like i didn't um come out the first time when my dad called him my roommate mm-hmm. and he was really offended by, by that for a long time. He was, you know, and he, and he said, you know, you, sh- you should be more honest with them, you know, but he was also like, do this at your pace kind of yeah. thing. Cause you know, he, he understood that. But yeah, my, my mom and my sisters were, you know, very selfish in that way. Yeah. And it's, and it, it also can be unsafe for people to, to be forced to come out and no one, no one, no one should have to be out if they're not ready at, yeah. at any level. Like, and, I feel like I have been really I, I've been really lucky. Um, even like at work, like I'm I'm out with my coworkers, and that took a long time to be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I'm not out with like students, but they know that like I live with my best friend, and they know who my best friend is, and like we have a dog together, and we've moved across, you know, we moved around and stuff, and they get that, and they like they'll draw pictures of like me and Bobby, and they're like, "Can you show this to Bobby?" And so it's it's very sweet, and so like you know I'm allowing myself to be more open. In, in general. I yeah. Guess. And it's all a process. And yeah. it's obviously like you're very happy where you are right now. And that's that's great. And that's what should be um, like applauded and not no one should have to do more than where they're at right now when yeah. it comes to that. I feel like. And what's great is like being able to find a community for myself outside of my family, like being able to mm-hmm. without without a biological family. Uh, you know like giving support and giving love I do have a loving community and loving friends who are my family like you are my family and and I've I feel really fortunate that I've been able to create this community around me and like um like uh, RuPaul has said like you know you there's the family you're born into and the family you make and we're lucky as queer people that we get to make make our own families and you know that's something that I think about especially like it's pride month and I think about that all the time of like how fortunate I, I get to be to be one of the people in this in not just like having my own community but being in the queer community specifically like i feel i feel truly like truly (laughs) hashtag blessed by it (laughs) that's so great oh my god we're on the other end of the episode it's like we're at the end of the year anniversary episode nate's dad is a little queer a little gay i think we can all agree and like subscribe to awkward sex in the city email us if you want to i'll see you i'll see you later i'm just truly truly happy right now (laughs) i'm just truly truly happy as caitlin laughs bye you guys